Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. So today we are going to get into a bit of what we do for a living. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about real estate. We've been asked a little bit about what's going on. And so we figured we'd have a conversation with everybody about that. But first, how's everybody doing? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything new? (laughs) Good. I'm fine. Good. (laughs) Um, You left a box of makeup in our office. I did. And I just put on some lipstick for the podcast and um I didn't put any on it's it's lip plumping and so my lips are like oh, are hey, they girl. on fire right now which one was hey, it I don't even really <laughs> no they're just like they're they're burning a little um part something or other okay podcasting I... through the burn <laughs> <laughs> so listen we've talked about it before I'm gonna say it again oh, I got here no come. lips here yeah. got no lips so give me all the plumping. Give me anything. If, if there is a lip product out there and it has the word plumping in it, I'm going to buy it. I'm As evidenced to. by this giant basket yes. of stuff that you've yes. passed on to me. With one caveat, if it's cruelty-free. Yes. Fair. Which you have passed on to me, by the way. Mm-hmm. I have become I love it. a cruelty-free snob and yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that. So thank you. You're very welcome. I'm proud of that. So thank you. <laughs> I have to say, so I had taken to our VIP group on Facebook because mm-hmm. I was looking for that new face cream because I took my makeup drawer, threw it all the way. Mm. I didn't mm-hmm. even look in it. Literally dumped it all. Bobby pins, whatever was in that drawer, I just was what? so tired of. Threw it all away. That's crazy. It wow. was it felt so liberating and I, because I know me and I'm like, ah, maybe I'll use this eyeliner that I never wear. Mm-hmm. Come on. So I threw it all away and I needed a face cream because I needed to replace my face cream that barely had anything in it to be completely fair. And so in the process of narrowing down all of the wonderful options that were given in our VIP group, I just bought the general, like it's userin, you know, the mm-hmm. kind that you for eczema and stuff like yep. that. But it was just an anti-aging face cream that comes in a pump. And I mean, look at my skin. It looks mm. great. Flawless. Well, Michelle, I don't know as far as Michelle, are you, Michelle, hi, Michelle, are you looking at Amanda's skin? <laughs> Michelle, there. No, but I'm very. This thing on. My my biggest concern is I put in that post was I didn't want it to break me out. My skin mm-hmm. is funny. That's so hard. I, I don't care if I don't have wrinkles if it's full of acne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, so why? But being a woman kind of sucks sometimes, and that's one of them. Like I thought mm-hmm. when I hit a certain age that that was just going to stop, that that was just going to end. And then I would have blissful years of amazing skin. And then I would start getting wrinkles. I did not know that it would just be forever, just simultaneously both happening. Wrinkles and acne for the rest of our lives. Like what? That's garbage. I can sneeze too hard and I'd get a a zit (laughs) right there on my cheek. It's just why? So cruel. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I I have a couple like breakouts along my chin from wearing a mask so much. Oh yeah. Same. Um, but I also have these weird bumps. I don't think you can see them in the video that are mm-hmm. popping up on my face. There's I have three, one, two, three. I don't know what they are. I need to go to a dermatologist, but um, I don't feel like it. 
well, do they COVID's made it kind of annoying to go to like those right kind of kind of doctors. So I I get it, but that's interesting. Are they like hard? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. What do they feel like? Do they hurt? They don't hurt. Okay. They're hard. They don't, they're like under the skin. Okay. So I wonder if it's like cystic acne, Ugh, which probably. is just like an under the skin, like not palpable kind of deal. It's just, they just harbor deep down. I forget what all the terminology but they, is, but I think it's like under the hypodermis. I don't know. Is there a way to get rid of them? Cause they've they, been here forever. They take a long time to go away. And well, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I've heard like Two to three months ish kind of See, time frame. They've been but around longer than that, you so can I actually think- have them, you know, surgically removed. And when I say surgically removed, it's and- very non-invasive. Watch the Doctor Pimple Popper on TikTok. Oh, I I, you know, I can't well, I do can. it. Can't, can't do it. No, pop it all day long, all day no. long. Oh, that, I can't be the only does one. Does a whole lot of things. You're list- definitely not the only person. Our listeners need to let me know I'm not alone. No like, way. I guarantee people love that kind of thing, but it just mm, mm, satisfying. I can't watch it. I can't pop my own pimples. Like I hate it all. (laughs) (laughs) How did we get down this direction? I'm really not sure. So question for you guys before we get on to real estate things. So I am going to dye my hair. I've talked about it for a very long time now over the gray. I'm not empowering. I'm not empowering. I'm not, um, whatever the word is, I'm not going to take it anymore. But like I have that skunk stripe that I've been trying to change up my part so you don't see it as much. I'm done. I'm done with it. So I asked a poll on my Instagram and I said, what should I do with it? And blonde won out. Have now you ever you been have a double chin and my eyes just bugged out? <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't know that was humanly possible. But I was not expecting blonde to come out of So I have gone blonde once ever in my life. I was very young. It was box dye. You know, that's what we did in seventh, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the issue is very, very pale. And so I feel like if I have blonde hair, it sort of washes me out too much. And then also I'm very cool toned. I don't have any warmth to me at all. And so in more ways than one, and I, (laughs) I feel like, like the yellow kind of brassier blondes will look like garbage on me. Like, I don't know. I need to be almost like ashy or like platinum, Platinum which I can't do. I'm not going to do that. But no. So what are your thoughts here? I also want to go like a fun color. And I don't know if this is like a quarter life crisis, midlife crisis kind of deal, like a third life crisis kind of thing. But I really want to dye my hair blue again. I miss my blue hair. So here's, here's my question. Right <laughs> here's my question for you. Okay. If you go, if you go blue, which I think is great. That was your in, vote. If I, if I do remember correctly, I think it was. <laughs> Um, my only thought is in your profession, in Mm -hmm. our profession, if you're meeting with someone that you've never met before and you walk in with blue hair, are they going to hire you? This is, this is a very real conversation. This is a good segue into our real estate once we get there, but this is, it it drew that topic and I stand firmly. I can't take a professional seriously with blue hair. 
I'm so sorry I have those thoughts. You can be a fun person and do something mm-hmm. like, uh, no, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to oh. rock myself. I'm going to rock. So myself. here's my thoughts on this. If I were to do blue, I've done a couple of varying shades of blue before. I would do a very dark blue to where it's almost like either a dark brown black kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it's like a sunlight kind of thing. I also don't know if I would do it all over. I would maybe either do just like a couple of pieces or maybe like a peekaboo highlight kind of thing with it. I'm not 100% sure. I've had this conversation with my husband. For those of you that don't know, I work with him. We are business partners. Um, He don't care. I don't care. Good. I don't. I do think that it will turn off some people. But to be honest, I'm kind of okay with that <laughs> um, because in our business, and I think in, in a lot of businesses, you are looking for the people who are looking for you. Mm-hmm. And if my hair color is going to make somebody not take me seriously as a professional, even though I know my stuff, I'm you okay do. with that. I'm okay with that. I... I have the same thoughts about my tattoos. Yes. Um, oh, great, great, great segue into that. Yes. We're we're not going to ask Amanda what she thinks about that. <laughs> she's she's just. This is see. This is why there's three of us here. We just all have varying levels. I'm gonna rock and drink coffee. <laughs> rock and drink coffee. Oh. And I'm like, yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. Right. So I can remember meeting with someone for the first time, and I had on a. Um, shirt that almost covered it. Like mm-hmm. if you're watching us on video, you can see it. It was like just barely there. And I could feel her staring at my arm, like what's under that t-shirt. Um, so the next time I met them, I showed up in a dress that really was like much shorter because I was just like, I need her to know, like, she's not going to ask me. So I'm just going to lay it all out there. And like, it was fine. She never said a word about yeah. it. And they still hired me. Um, but now I don't try and hide them at all because if we're going to be several, you know, if you're a buyer and you're several houses in with me and then you see my tattoo and then you're turned off by right. me, like, you may as well just know what you're getting up front. Amanda, your face is killing <laughs> She's me. just chomping at the bit. She's ready to go. All right. Tell us. I just... <laughs> I always say like tattoos should be sleeve up, sleeve up. And yours are. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I have well, some on my except wrists. for, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of like always my role with, with life in general. Anyone who asked me my professional opinion, I said, you know what? Have fun, sleeve up because then it can get covered because I don't care what anyone says. It will affect your business. Whether you say I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. that's totally different, but it will affect your business colored hair. I mean, even there's some shades of red that I put into that category of hmm, it being as for much sure. as blue. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not I'm picking on blue or purple or yellow or pink or whatever. It's just there's they're traditional. And I just don't think as a society we're we're there yet, you know, where someone could show up with pink hair and tattoos, wrist up and go against more of a traditional professional in a multi-listing scenario and potentially win unless that buyer slash seller 
looks like that person with pink hair. I don't know, though. I think we've come a long way. We've come a long way. I just don't think far enough for it to truly not impact. Now, if you're okay with it impacting your business, that's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, and I just, again, we all know that Amanda has zero tattoos. Yep. Mm-hmm. I and have. I've never dyed my hair. You've never dyed your hair? Did never I know this? Never? Never. Had oh, highlights. so once. bored. Highlights once. Am I what? boring without dyed hair, though? I mean, I, th- I don't think I'm boring without dyed no. hair. I'm not boring without. I'm saying hair. I get bored with my hair. Oh, I I oh get bored God. with my hair. I mean, I'm kind of a prude, but I'm not necessarily boring. <laughs> no, she didn't step out. She was saying. <laughs> I don't know. I I would like our listeners to weigh in on this. I Me think. too. If, I'm curious. Well, if, if someone showed up, real estate professional, doctor, dentist, <laughs> whoever, <laughs> if they showed up and they had blue hair. And a visible tattoo, would you hmm. would you change your would you look for another person in that in that field? I I'll say this. I if I were seeking out a tattoo, I would not get a tattoo from a tattoo artist who has no tattoos. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if that is applies to me, I still feel that strongly. Like I feel like you have to be passionate about the, the way you're product yourself. Yeah. Where I, I don't want to go to a dentist that has teeth that aren't maintained and that are yellow and look unhealthy. I want to mm-hmm. go to a dentist that has, and I don't even mean straight. Like I want to go to a dentist that looks like his teeth and his mouth is the product of health. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go to a dietitian who is overweight. There goes my Plan. <laughs> no, and I, and I, I guess I want to be gentle with that because there's who's obese. Again, there's, there goes my. Stop it! That's not true. You know what I'm saying, though. I, I no, no, no. I'm totally kidding. Who weighs 500 pounds? Sure. For sure. But so that was like- not that wasn't what I was saying, though. What I was saying is, if you if you found a dentist who came highly referred, your friends and family said, "This is the guy. This is the girl." And you walk and she, I'm going to call her a she, and she walked in and she had blue highlights and a visible tattoo. Would you then say, oh, I'm not coming back here? The dentist? Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Highly referred. Highly referred. I feel like that was your answer. That's your answer. So it's no, you, no, Amanda. No, You're the one like that's if, keeping if, us if down. I wouldn't have made the appointment prior if I knew that. I'm saying if I was already in the chair and someone walked in in mm-hmm. that way, I'm not. But you wouldn't go back. Feel bad about how they look and leave and say you're never touching my teeth. I mean, look at these things. Like they're all jacked up. It's fine. Like I ain't got much worry. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't be rude and get up and leave. But it would really severely change my opinion whether I got in that seat to begin with or not. Interesting. That's fair. Yeah. That does For not me, mean I couldn't be best friends with that person. I want to be sure. very clear about that. For sure. sure. Well, that's a different thing. Absolutely. For me, I feel like it would make me more comfortable. Fair. Fair. And that's when you're saying that within your industry that you're going, no, I'm I'm okay looking for those mm-hmm. people and those people looking for me now. I feel good And that's about why it. It took me a very long time to be comfortable wearing my actual hoop nose ring. 
for the longest time when I first got into real estate, I took it out completely for every meeting, every appointment, everything. And then I would put it back in because I still wanted to feel like myself. And then I took it out for years altogether because I was like, oh, I'm getting too old, blah, blah, blah. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'll put it back in. It is what it is. Not one person has said anything about it. I've seen people look at it, but nobody's ever said anything. I really do. When I look at nose rings, like I really think it depends who's it's on because I look at yours and I'm like, you're so cute with it. <laughs> okay. So I used to have one for years. I had one. What are I don't think I've ever seen you cute. in it though. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Yes, please. There's, see, I, not everyone. I'm very much a realist. Like if you want a nose ring and you love it, do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to have earrings all the way up and down, do it, mm-hmm. own it. But not everyone can pull it off as well as some people do. Not everyone sure. can wear the color red like other people can color red. Like sure. we're discussing Daniel's blonde and we're going, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if I can see you in blonde. I'll have mm-hmm. to see. So it's not, again, that I'm against the nose ring, the piercings, the tattoos. Not everyone just can pull it off and have it That's fair. work for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. That's, I'm, I'm just very passionate you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have so many thoughts and feelings. <laughs> you have nothing to be sorry for. I mean, you're just missing out on good dentists and real estate agents. That's and all. That's, and that's possible. <laughs> but the kidding. beauty is there's there's a lot of talented people that look yeah. many different ways. And mm-hmm. that's, that's okay. There's a real estate company uh, here locally that's called like Inked Real Estate or something. <gasps> have you seen them? No, no. It might be my new brokerage. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So like, I'm going to take it very literal, meaning they're, they're inked up. They're going to look a certain probably. Yeah. But I don't think it's a prerequisite to work for them, but I think that they're just, I think they're throwing it all out there. Yeah, exactly. They're niching down. You -hmm. know who you're hiring Mm -hmm. when you call them. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of smart. And I mean, niches or niches or whatever niches get the riches or whatever you said there's riches in the niches there's riches in the niches because if you if you niche down specifically like that is somebody who has the big old hoops in their ears you know like the holes not the hoops oh you know what I mean and they're all tatted up they might have the (laughs) gauge like here like the bars going through their eyebrows maybe skull area are they going to call an Amanda or are they going to call someone like that because they know they're going to mm-hmm. be very comfortable in the presence of their realtor? So I think it's very smart. And I think something too to think about is they, you know, people who do have, who, who like to um, showcase off their style that way or kind of show their um, creative side or artistic side through body piercings and colored hair and stuff, mm-hmm. they may feel uncomfortable or feel like they are being judged as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe just want to find common ground with somebody who's more like them too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. This, this really took a turn. It I did. Not <laughs> a fun one. A fun yeah. one. All because of what? It started with the lip plumping. Yeah. That's right. Lip plumping lips plump for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're Danielle's upper lip. You know, it just goes away. (laughs) It's just not there. It's not needed. Let's get into our topic then today. So we're talking about the real estate market. And Danielle, Mm -hmm. you kind of touched on it before. Um, We've had people ask about the market and it's, isn't it a great time to sell? And isn't it a great time to be alive? And uh, the answer is it's complicated. So 
There's actually tequila in my coffee cup right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Amanda, I think you had meant, I think we need to just like throw a disclaimer out there mm-hmm. that we are in no way looking for business. No. We are That's in no way this. soliciting business through, through this episode, but we thought it was kind of an important episode because there may be someone. <laughs> Harry just about died up there because he's, oh, no, he's, he's at a table that he shouldn't be. So there he goes. Yeah. There's the sun. I'm so sorry. That's life with dogs. Okay. No, that's okay. Flamer. Um, but we just thought it was that important right to discuss the the real estate market because there may be families who are in the market to buy or sell or do both. Mm-hmm. And um it's hard out there. So Amanda, did you did you wanna did we want to disclose who we work for? I think mm-hmm. you had mentioned that. I think that's important just for <clears throat> you know advertisement purposes. So we stay compliant and no one comes, you know, knocking on our doors, you know finding fault with us. So Bridget, why don't you start because you're the being bad. I'm Bridget Robertson and I'm a realtor with Key Realty and my office is in Trenton, Michigan. I don't think that was necessary, but it is. No, to be compliant, we will add the addresses to our description. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> there right. we go. I'm Amanda Sharp and I work with Serenity Realty in Ida, Michigan. I'm Danielle Monahan. I work for Key Realty and I am also in the Trenton, Michigan office. It's ours. That yeah. was housekeeping. We all feel good now. We feel yeah. compliant and we feel good. Okay. All right. So let's pretend I am someone who has a family. Okay. Kids. I have a house that I want to sell. And I come to you guys and I say, hey, listen, um, this is what this was our starter home. We need to take the money that we are making from this home and put it into our next purchase. Let's go look at houses. What's your advice for me? Can can we play a little game? Yeah. Oh, let's do it. And like Danielle be the listing agent and I be a buyer agent or vice versa. And we can go through the scenarios that's happening these days. 100%. Yeah. That would be kind I, of fun. We can. I will and, definitely be the listing agent. And, yeah, I bet you will be. <laughs> of course you would be. And I think just because it'll give us some therapy through the entertainment because it's yeah. been a hard year and it's only the beginning of April. So, yeah. so Bridget, you'll be my client then. Yes. Um, so Amanda, despite not having tattoos, I dig that. I mean, will you, <laughs> will you even accept my business? I tattoos. Can I, can I give us one quick pause? I'm going to time yeah. us out for one second and I'm going to take us away back. Oh, okay. Okay. Amanda does not have any tattoos. Currently, Mm -hmm. but if you guys are longtime listeners or watchers of ours, you'll remember that in one of the very first episodes, maybe even the first episode, if we hit 1 million followers, the three of us are going to get the bad moms in business tattoo, our logo. So the stipulation was a million because Amanda's like, I don't want to get a tattoo. (laughs) I know. So well, share this with your friends. And it's not combined. It's not combined. It's on one platform. It has to be mm-hmm. a million. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't say that because I didn't think we could get to it. I said it because I think we can get to it. It just would take time and I need sure. time to warm up. But mm-hmm. automatically, if I get that one, I have to get a second because I'm not going to have a bad moms in business logo on my body without having my baby's information. on. Mm. So I I, have to do something I'm okay with that. So two for one deal. Okay. Looking for so. one. Okay. okay so Amanda, 
Amanda, I'm the mother um, of two children and, you know, I have a husband too and we need to sell our start. Yeah. (laughs) We need to sell our starter home and buy a bigger home, but I need the proceeds from that home in order to put a down payment on my new one. Talk to me. Can, are you in the position to be homeless at the moment? <laughs> um, do you have a contingency plan? Do you have a contingency plan for your housing? Can you tell me what a contingency plan might look like? Um, that you have family to live with or a camper. <laughs> and Don't... I laugh, but these are conversations that we truly are having. Like it's camping season. Do you have a camper right now that people can transition into? Because this is the reality of it. Bridget, my client, if you were it, I can sell your home for top dollar. I might not be able to absolutely help you secure housing in the meantime, within the Mm -hmm. time frame needed. So do we, and then to get an offer accepted, if it's contingent on you selling your home, darn near impossible too. So here we've, we've got a struggle. We've got a struggle. So that contingency plan that you can kind of be homeless and in between housing is huge. So you would, you would say that I can't go and look at the, my dream home that just hit the market because they're not going to accept an offer that says I need to sell my house first. Is that what you're telling me? You can look, but it's not going to be with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Amanda went there. I did. No, and as everyone knows, Bridge is my cousin. So if she was my, if she was really my client, if she wasn't a realtor on her own, I seriously would be able to say those things to her. Uh, but there would be really no point in doing that because by the time you even had your home listed and put on the market, that house that you wanted to look at, your dream home, is more than likely going to have between what five and fifteen offers on it. Mm-hmm. Depending on out contingencies and not only offers on it, five to 15 amazing offers on it. So you're certainly not in a position to write on any home or view a home until you're in the position to do that with at least having your home under contract. Mm. Agreed. It's rough. Here's the conversation that I've been having with a lot of people, which I wanted to get back to one point really quick that you said, Amanda, and you kind of made a joke about like the whole camper situation because haha, that's funny. You know, it's real. I, I literally had a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine. Hi, Aaron. And her friend who lives in a different area yes. sold their house and they are literally moving into their camper. So it is. happening. And you know, what's really nice is we're in an area in Southeastern Michigan. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, a lot of our clients do own campers. Camping is a big thing up here, you know, whether they go up North or even a local campground, people take their camping very seriously. So there is that option. So some people might think that that's a weird recommendation or cruel recommendation, but honestly, it's when people have a camper like that, they're used to that lifestyle you know, for part of the year, if not a Mm -hmm. good chunk of it. For sure. (sighs) So here's a conversation that I've been having with a lot of seller clients is, you know, when they are trying to toss back and forth of, do we buy first? Do we sell first? What's the process? This is the conversation that I normally have with them. And then this is how I've been tweaking it. So when you go to sell your house in this market, it's a seller's market. 
people are willing to pay top dollar. When you have a contingency plan in place, that is the way that it works. You can sell your house first. You have to move twice. Or can you pay two mortgages? If you were to try to do the reverse of that and you try to buy first or maybe even kind of do it simultaneously right now, and you have that contingency plan or that contingent offer on the table to another home, you were saying you know, that this is contingent on buyer selling their current home at blah, blah, blah. You now have to go above what you probably normally would. And now you have to go even one step farther beyond all of that to, to even be competitive in that situation. And now when you go to sell your house, you may be willing to just accept some accept something right away and accept a lower offer because you need to get this thing wrapped up. It's just not going to work right now with the way that things are going. And let me tell you, I am speaking from experience. This right here is my mother's house. We have sold our house. I'm not in there right now. And this right on the other side of this wall is where I'm living. And we are living in my mom's like, I guess it's an in-law suite kind of thing because we sold our house and there is nothing else (laughs) for us to buy right now. We are, anyways, long story, we're looking into building or we're trying to wait for something else to pop up, but you guys need to have some sort of contingency plan in place. If you are serious about selling, we were very serious about selling. We could get top dollar for our house and we went for it because we knew that this plan was in place. If not, people have been asking us quite a bit of, you know, well, what, what's the market going to look like in six months? What will it look like in a year? Is it still going to be, you know, are prices still going to be this kind of high or are, are there going to be maybe less buyers on the market? We don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We really don't know all no. that we know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. And I was just going to say, and I would be telling Bridget right now, we don't know. So do we want to take the risk and make you homeless per se and get mm-hmm. top dollar from your home? top, when I say top dollar, oftentimes 20 to $30,000 over list price. Mm-hmm. And that's not an exaggeration. We all can tell stories of this happening oh, yeah. daily. And because to me, if you can get $30,000 above list priced, it might be worth the inconvenience of being displaced for a temporary time frame, And mm-hmm. so that's what I would tell my client Bridget. And then they would take that, that risk. Is it worth it or is it not? Because some people, they can't be displaced and homeless with three kids and three dogs, some chickens, yeah. a horse, because again, in our community, that is very much a possibility, mm-hmm. sure. which, you know, which means maybe they just can't take advantage of the amazing seller's market. It is, but that's just, you know, the way it is if, if they can't buy. It's short term. Sorry, Bridget, go ahead. No, you're right. It is short term. And and some of the conversations that I've been having are, I haven't had the camper conversation yet, but, um, (laughs) I've had, is there a family member that has a basement that you can move Mm -hmm. into? Is there an apartment complex that will rent to you month to month from the beginning that you can find? Um, those are, those are all options. It's just, it's just a matter of the seller making that decision for, for themselves. We can't, absolutely. unfortunately, we can't tell you what's going to be best for you and your family. Mm-mm. But we can present that your options. And like Amanda said, if you're if you're making thirty thousand dollars more on your house than you ever dreamed that you would be making, you might be able to afford to go rent something for six months and and see if the market dies down a little mm-hmm. bit. 
Um, because on the flip side, you might be selling your house for $30,000 more, mm. but you're also going to be buying a house for $30,000 more than Absolutely. you had anticipated. It's true. Absolutely. It's true. You're not only selling high, but you're buying high as well. And so you really need to figure out what your motivations are. So Brandon and I say this all the time that it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Mm-hmm. But you have to figure out what's going to work best for you in your situation. And would everybody like to make an additional $30,000? Absolutely. But if it's not going to work, if you are in a situation that either you don't have that kind of contingency or maybe you can't find a short-term rental or even a rental at all, because even those are becoming a bit scarce right now, you just have to figure out what it is that's going to work best for you. And, you know, we, we have a couple of um, clients right now that are in the same boat that we are, that we, they wanted to take advantage of it. So now they're living in with family or they're, they're doing short-term leases right now, but it is possible to find something. You just have to be very, very patient. You have to be patient. You will be tested above all else on this. Mm -hmm. You will write offers. You will lose them. I almost guarantee it. Absolutely. And just to kind of give everyone a scenario of what writing an offer might look like. So Bridget, we looked at a house for Mm 200,000 day one on market. I got you in because that's how good we are. We get our clients. Right. <laughs> we sure yeah. do. Yep. So Bridget, do you want to write an offer on it? Um, I do, but I was thinking like maybe 190 because <laughs> I feel like it's just not worth 200. Again, she's my cousin, so I can go a little rough and tough on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Better writing that offer. I'm not writing that offer. <laughs> now, at this point, I would... I personally, behind the scenes, would be calling Danielle, the listing agent, asking if there's any offers in hand. Danielle, are there any offers in hand currently at the moment? Yes, we have seven offers on hand. It's been on the market for 24 hours, and we were told that we have about three to four more coming by the end of the day today. We're calling for highest and best by tomorrow at noon. So I would be going back to Bridget and relaying all of that wonderful information. So once she had originally decided to say 190, I made that phone call, got some more information. Now I'm telling her there's a gazillion offers because <laughs> it feels like it. Mm-hmm. So how much would you like to write the offer for now? <laughs> and and imagine wanting to do it from 190 to Bridget, what are some scenarios that you would go up to potentially um, to write a fair offer as a consumer? Well, and this is where I'm going to take off my buyer hat and put on my real estate agent. Yeah, hat. yes, um, do it. This is where we have to have these conversations. So you're uh, you're pre-approved to two hundred thousand. You can't write anything over than that. Oh, anything over two hundred thousand that's going to come from the bank. How much money do you have in your savings account right now that you're willing to bring to close? to bridge what you can afford, what the bank says you can afford and what you actually want to purchase Mm. this house for. Boom. Um, Because I can tell you that I have clients that are writing 15 to $25,000 over asking price and they're pulling that money from their bank account and bringing cash to the table in order to secure Mm -hmm. homes. And they have lost eight houses. (laughs) And... You know, when, when I first got into the business, if someone was pre-approved up to 200, 
I mean, I think it was fair to say that we could look at homes maybe even up to 215. Oh and yeah, absolutely. A buyers market at the mm-hmm. time. I'm like, eh, it's worth a it's worth a try. Mm-hmm. And now if someone's pre-approved up to 200, I would say in fact it's the exact opposite. 100% going down to maybe we shouldn't look at anything above 185, 190 mm-hmm. because nothing is more heartbreaking and I think why we really want to do this this episode is just to hopefully let the buyers and the people out there that need realtors to empathize with us a little bit because we want to get people in a home. And I tell you what, showing a person a home, their dream home that's 200000 that they can afford, and then us saying it's not even worth writing an offer on it because they already have five in hand that are 10000 plus above list price. Mm-hmm. And to see their deflating it tears us up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's not that we don't want to show them those houses. It's just, we want to avoid the heartbreak at all costs because it really is so hard for us. And you know, we don't mean to scare anybody. That's not what our intent is. No. We are just strictly trying to educate you guys on the process and then maybe see, like Amanda said, like see kind of what we're going through on the back end. Because while, you know, I say, you know, you guys need to be as patient as possible, you guys as buyers and sellers out there, like you guys need to be as patient as possible. We also are being tested time and time again. Yeah. And Every brokerage is different. Every situation, every state is going to be a little bit different. But here where we are, we are strictly commission-based. We are looking at (laughs) a million houses and then some, which it doesn't even feel like there's that many to look at, but we are. And we don't get paid for any of that. So we are... We are trying, we are, and then especially the three of us, I mean, we know a lot of really amazing agents, but we care very deeply about our clients and we get very invested in them as well. And it, I, I, you know, it may not hurt just the same when we lose out on an offer, but boy, does it hurt. (laughs) There is such a bad sting that comes along with not getting an offer accepted when you were so hopeful. Absolutely. And then to be told, you know what? Your offer was second best. Oh my gosh. I would rather come up against you were 40th in line compared to <laughs> you were a couple of grand off like that. Oh my gosh. It yeah. hurts so bad. It makes me really empathize for like the people in the Olympics that were like, like <laughs> so that, close that, 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 you know, when you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. who's it going to be? And just because a finger went a little bit further, I go, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's how we're feeling. And we just had the discussion even yesterday amongst the three of us, because we always are chatting with one another just as Danielle is the listening agent in this role, if I and Bridget were to have written an offer just for fun, you mm. know, $30,000 above list price, $30,000 appraisal gap guarantee, waiving the inspection, this and that and this and that, and going in with such an amazing offer, I send it to Danielle. And then now Danielle has to call 15 people, mm-hmm. our, our side included, and say, I'm sorry, you didn't get the house. So she can't even like be happy. Mm -mm. It's, it's very like a double-edged sword kind of thing. It's like a catch 22 because you're so happy for your clients that, you know, your seller clients, we accepted this amazing offer, but having those phone calls and those conversations with your friends. Mm -hmm. I was just asked this question the other day, if uh, by a client of ours, if we hang out with other real estate agents or if it's like too competitive. And I was like, you know, Obviously, everybody's going to be different, but we have such an amazing group that we surround ourselves with. And 
we love each one of you so much. And it just, it sucks sometimes to make those calls. It does because when we're making those calls, we are very aware that agent might've needed that paycheck to pay Mm. their mortgage and put food on the table the following month. We're very aware that that buyer may have been displaced or homeless for six months already. Mm -hmm. And when we're saying these buyers are amazing, we mean these buyers are amazing that are getting beat up in this market. Oh yeah. That's what's it's, it's not that these people are unqualified. No, they're Mm -hmm. amazing, amazing qualified buyers that it's just so silly. Yeah. And I feel like too, uh, at least for me personally, I've never talked more to other agents Mm -hmm. than I have been within the last year or so. I mean, every single offer, we're having multiple conversations with, with listing agents as listing agents. We're having, sometimes it feels like hundreds of phone calls from buyers agents every day because everybody's just trying to figure out the, the best path for everybody. So as a buyer's agent, you're making calls to listing agents, trying to figure out, you know, how many offers you have on the table before you even go to see it, if they're going to accept certain terms, if they're going to accept contingencies, all things like that. And then the reverse of that as well. And it's where you're getting so close with so many agents and uh, it's just, it's a very, very hard time for everybody involved. Yeah. It is. Someone said recently, like, oh man, what a what an awesome time to be a real estate agent. All oh, of these houses okay. going for so much more than asking price. And you're just making money hand over fist. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, and this is the reality. And I don't know that there's any way to confirm it. I guess I, we would have to like compare the figures, but basically for realtors. It is just as hard for realtors to make a living right now as it was for them to make a living during the recession. It's Mm. just extremely flipped. Very interesting. So before there was a ton of listings and not enough buyers. Mm -hmm. And now there's a ton of buyers and not enough listings. So I would say we are apples to apples with as far as getting the deals to close because back in the recession, people weren't qualified to, to purchase because of various reasons. So the buyer pool, the actual pool of qualified buyers was so low, very small. And that's the equivalent to the amount of inventory there is to sell right now is so very low. So I would say, even though prices are really great for sellers, you know, that real estate community, your check in your realtor friends. (laughs) We're not okay. (laughs) We're not okay. No, it's exhausting. It really is. And it is. I don't think that we meant to turn this into to a therapy session for yeah, us. Yeah. Or like a feel bad for us. No. Session, oh, Lord, it's just hard. Lord, no. It's, it's just hard all around. It is. Yeah. It is. So the the whole point of this was to kind of give you guys a behind the scenes look of as to how it is out there right now, if you're someone that was considering buying or selling, especially if you're someone who's trying to do both at the same time, it's our hearts go out to you and we wish you so much luck in the world because. And I think more, more so than any, I think we're coming to you as like woman to woman, mom to mom. Like Mm -hmm. we want you to be prepared for the journey you go down if this is something that you're having to do because Mm -hmm. our sweet Danielle is in the middle of 
dealing with this. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever need to chat about it, mm-hmm. vent to me. I will vent right back to you. And it is hard. And you're a success story. I mean, not yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically, that you have a place to, to be. This is true. This that is true. You have a transition home where so many do. people don't. So yes, we are very grateful that for that. We have we have you as that that resource mm-hmm. because you keep us humble of what it's like to be a buyer. You know, it's funny. So if for anybody who doesn't know um, our story, Brandon and I, we sold our house that we we lived a little bit further south in the in the state, and we sold our house that house in October. Mm-hmm. late, late, late October. I, I literally think we closed on Halloween, something like that. And then we had a month to move out. So we moved into our new house one month after that and then sold that one in January. And it's been such a hard transition. I have felt like we haven't fully calmed down and we don't regret our decisions because we sold both homes for top dollar but it moving is not, not, not easy. And it's not easy when you have a kid. It is not easy when you have dogs. And it's just been a whole thing where like the, the space that we're living in is just like one big room. We are lucky enough to have like a kitchen and a bathroom and things like that. But it's, um, it's not an easy process. And when we went into this, I thought we were going to vlog all the time and we were going to show our whole process. And at that time, we were pretty positive that we were going to be building and so I thought we were going to be showcasing this whole thing. And now here we are months later. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I need to find a house right now. Like, I don't want to wait to build. I can't wait a year. <laughs> Is it safe to say months later was still maybe no end in sight? Yeah, we we don't. We are going to go look at another house today. But I'm not super hopeful about it because <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm done getting my hopes up. And mm-hmm. that's. It's, I feel like, and that's another point that I want to make too, is I feel like, um, when you, you know, a couple of years ago, when you would get a new buyer, especially first time home buyer, Mm. everybody was so excited Mm -hmm. to get this process started. And I feel like this market has kind of taken the fun out of it and it's become a very stressful thing. And we try to, as real estate agents, try to diffuse as much of that as possible. There's only so much you can do. (laughs) Yeah. You open a door. Here's the most perfect home that 30 other people also want. No, it's so hard. And also now, so at least as far as Michigan goes and um, COVID and all of that, we still are not allowed to have overlapping showings. Mm -hmm. And so you have somebody who's leaving the house directly before you and showing up right after and like rushing the whole situation. And that's if they show up on time. Sometimes you show up for your 5.30 appointment and some other jerk is unlocking the door at 5.29 because their appointment was at 5, but they're late. And then you got to be the jerk that knocks on the door and says, hi, I have a 5.30. We had had a showing yesterday for other clients of ours. Showed up a few minutes before our time, just normal, you know, just making sure everything's cool. There were people in the home, so we were just waiting for them to leave. Our appointment time came and went, and they were still not out of the home. So we mm-hmm. gently went, knocked on the door, and said, Hey, you know, we had a fight. Danielle's gently, Bridges like, boom, 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 get out. <laughs> it was Brandon that did it. He's much softer about it. <laughs> and so we were like, Oh, we have a 515. So they were like, Oh, okay. They stood outside the door and waited for our entire showing to be over, just waited, just standing there talking about it. I'm like, I get it. You're interested. Go somewhere else, please. You're making us uncomfortable. <laughs> like, but then- you couldn't even like walk around and like, 
say what you wanted to say on the outside of the house. Like that's when you debrief, right? Like yeah, a few minutes here, a few yeah, minutes there. They yeah. literally stood there for 45 minutes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, the intimidation. They were doing we what get it. You want the favorite, house. My favorite is when I pull up and I already know the agent's cars. Oh, you know, we know our community of realtors mm-hmm. and there's a lot of us, but you get close with, with a lot for of sure. Them. You get out of your car and half the time I'm hugging the people like, Hey, how you doing? And it's nothing personal. You know, you just never know that because that hug could be the difference between getting your offer accepted or not. Mm-hmm. And the next house you show. I love seeing other agents that we know it showing. Yeah, it's it's like, Oh, it's a friendly face. Good. Yes. Well, I had no one, idea who this guy was yesterday. That's that why I would have punched him in the face. You don't know. <laughs> He was definitely trying the intimidation factor. Lots of feelings on this. I remember when we were showing or I showed that one house, but you were coming out. You had just showed that house and it was so fun to like see you in person because like pandemic. We hadn't seen each other in a very long time. Yeah. To see each other in person. It was so much fun. It was. I forgot about that. Oh, good times. I showed a house that had Brandon and Danielle's card in it the other (laughs) night. I do. I love that too. We always look at the cards and be like, oh, who do we know? Oh, they're showing this house again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't want to brag, but uh, we got that one under contract. (laughs) We didn't write an offer. Yeah, we we weren't competing. I have no idea which house you're talking about. (laughs) And these are funny things that we can just share with the population Mm -hmm. because this is the behind the scenes stuff that that happens. And I know you guys will agree. You go into a house and you see 30... Our, our sign that we've been there typically is we leave a business card yes. to be like, hey, I showed up for my appointment, you know, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and there's 50 on the counter. You're like, darn it. Because that means yeah, that, that many people actually came and looked at that home. So these are all things that go through your realtor's head. <sighs> at the same time, I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. <laughs> don't look so, at this. You don't need to look, look at this. At <laughs> Funny story. When we sold our very first house, Back in 2015, um, we we sold it, and it took a couple of months because it wasn't. I just, I just yep. want to back it up. I was a licensed realtor at that time. <gasps> no, you weren't. No, you weren't. 2014, I was. So you were not. Fourteen oh. is when I was licensed. You I sold promise- your house in 2014, then. Early, yeah, I'll have to double check the date, but we for sure were not because I don't even think you lived in Michigan yet. When did you move back to Michigan? Uh, actually 2013 I was 13 and I got licensed in March of 14 hmm. who is uncomfortable no for sure <laughs> then I, might, I, must in the have, middle. <laughs> I must have my years wrong then because you for sure were not licensed yet and I'm probably sure. giving you a hard time <laughs> um but anyway it took it took some time I think we listed it yes I know we sold it in March, so we must have listed. We listed it when there was snow on the ground still. And um, I can prove that I think I was there because I picked up that rocking chair from you. Yeah. Oh, house. yeah, that's right. So you had been to my house. I do not think that you were licensed yet. I promise you, because we we went with the agent that helped us buy the house. But anyway. Which is naturally done. It's okay. No, I would have hired you over her. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> family, family, man. You can't compete with family. Uh, any, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we, that's, you know what? That's a story for another time. We all have those stories. 
Anyway, people listening are like, what are they talking about? Yeah, what is happening? Real, real estate is a crazy world. It's, it's hard. hard. Okay. It's hard. it's hard. I honestly don't even remember what my story was. Now. <laughs> was there, no, that your listing took a while to sell. <laughs> but why was, was it? it? That was the point. No, 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 it wasn't. <gasps> but I don't remember what the point was now. I'm so sorry. See, this is the banter. I just this love it. This is what we do. This is, I hope. You find us as funny listeners as we find ourselves. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what the point was. There was probably a really good one. It was awesome. I'm sure. Robbed you yeah. of it. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh, I remember what the point okay, was. Not gonna. Nobody's gonna care about it now. But here it is. Uh, <laughs> I better live remember. up. To its high expectations here. It will not. I can remember because it had taken a while to sell because that was just the norm then. Mm-hmm. Every, the business cards, we would leave out every single business card that was ever left. So when people walked through, they would be like, oh, other people want this house too. We'd mm-hmm. jump on it four months later. <laughs> yeah. So the difference between that market and this market is there's accumulation of 20 cards over three months versus 20 cards in the first six hours. That's what it was. We listed in November of, I don't remember what year now. We listed in November and it sold the following March. So it took four months. Wow. But that seriously, that was the market. Brandon and I was having the conversation the other day with somebody and we said, I think, I can't remember exactly the numbers that we said, but we said 10 days is the new month. Mm, 10 days yeah. on the market now is like a month two it's years funny ago you say that because the the house that i just said that we got under contract was on the market for 14 days and i was like it's ours it's ours yep and it was that we didn't compete with anybody so I, it it that's so insane to like really digest mm-hmm. but it's so true it is oh <sighs> That's all we can do. Like, I feel like we just ran a marathon trying to explain to protect. Well, you can't. Moms. Yeah. You can't cram all of that information in a short amount of time. We could literally talk about this for days, for hours, for weeks, for months. (laughs) I'm a mess over here. We could. And I'll be the first to admit, I have had many tears in this market. Mm -hmm. We all know I'm an emotional person anyway. I cry a lot. I'm just saying when I'm happy, I cry when I'm sad, I cry when I'm excited or whatever the case may be. But this is to brace yourself for the call to tell somebody that they didn't get the house when they have a baby that's due in 30 days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Devastating. Uh. To, I mean, and that's just one example. There are so many stories, just different people, different scenarios, but they all like have that much writing on it. And it just mm-hmm. is so, so hard. So it's good to be able to laugh about it. Is you have to, guys, because if you don't laugh, you're going to continue to cry. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And, you know, we're not the transactional type of people. You know, we can't turn off that emotion we have with our clients. Mm -mm. There are some transactional agents out there that kill it. And to some degree, I'm really jealous of that person. Yeah, more power to you. They can sleep at night sometimes. There are nights that I really can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are so many nights I lose sleep over real estate. Same. 
And it's not a pity party for us because we love this job. Yeah. Just really hard to master right now because there's no mastering it. Yep. Mm. So, so what do we be these days, ladies? Oh, that. Be patient. Be patient. Ooh, I like it. I feel that can cover a lot of different areas, but I do think that if, if you are at all in the market for buying and selling right now, you have to be patient. You have yeah. to, you have to, you have to, I like it. I'm writing it down. Be patient. Yep. That's it. And, and any other final thoughts before we, we get more coffee and have therapy part two therapy session <laughs> that we won't subject our listeners to, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll resume our normal therapy sessions after this. I just highly recommend, um, like we said, being patient, but also figuring out who would be your confidant in your area, wherever you are, find somebody to help walk you through this. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 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 Find a Bridget, find an Amanda, find an a Danielle, no matter where you're at in this country. Find yourself a bad mom. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> yes. Man, I wish I would have said that to begin with. Darn it. That was so much more cool. Find yourself a bad mom. I love it. All right. Well, that's it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this nonsense, our therapy session, our yeah. words, um, and our stories about the plumping lips. Or the lack Tell of me hair. if blue hair would turn you off. <laughs> well, I think I already did. <laughs> I met everybody else. We know Amanda's opinion on this. <laughs> I love it. Well, we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>